Beamer Tire and Auto Repair, now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. This should be played at high volume. Vickers blocking his teammate. White flag this time. One to go. He's got to block two teammates to win it though. One and He's wide. Way up high and takes the white flag. Hello everyone, I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of Bowling Gray Stadium Racing, and my good friend Brett Wiseman is out this week, we'll see him again next week, and we welcome you to the Pit Stop, and I've got a very special guest on the line with me, and before I introduce him, I want to read a few names in the Bowling Gray Stadium program on page 13, and I did this last night for the fans that were there, but what do all these people have in common? How about Richard Petty, Stock Car Racing's all-time winningest driver in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Junior Johnson, another legendary NASCAR Hall of Famer. Ralph Earnhardt, of course, the father of NASCAR legend and Hall of Famer, the late, great Dale Earnhardt Sr. And Jerry Cook, one of the greatest modified drivers of all time. And my guest this week, John Holloman IV. All these men now have four main event victories at historic Bowman Gray Stadium, and John Holloman IV, who I joke around and I call him the Fresh Prince of Southside, <laughs> he got win number four of his Bowman Gray Stadium modified career on Saturday night, and it was his first of the season. And John, I'm going to tell the uh, folks listening here on WTOB exactly how you got there. Now, you had a you were the beneficiary of the Madhouse <laughs> Scramble Drawing in race number two, and we yep. had a pair of 50 lap races on the program Saturday night. And the winner of the first race, who was a pretty lucky son of a gun in his own right, uh, JB, Jonathan Brown, he drew eighth in the Madhouse Scramble drawing. And that put you on the front row with the rookie and another recent modified winner, Junior Snow, who's done a really good job this year, put you guys on the front row. Junior was on the pole, and that's where you want to be. You were on the outside. But as you talked about after the race with uh, with us, didn't really matter to you whether you were inside or outside. That was your best chance to seize checkered flag all season. And man, you made a really bold move there in that opening lap and got it done. Congratulations, John Holloman the fourth. Welcome to the pit stop. Tell us all about that big win on Saturday night. Yeah, thanks, Randy. First of all, man, I'd just like to say thank you guys for having me on. Uh, man, I think you know anytime you get a chance to be on the front row in the modified division. There, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to pass, right? So if you're on the front row, half the work's already done. You're beside the guy. Um, now with the track this year, obviously it's a little bit more difficult to pass on the outside. It hasn't rubbered up a whole lot out there um, because honestly, a lot of guys don't want to go out there and, and put in the work to rubber it up. You've never not- minded doing that though, John. You've been one of those guys. You have shown us in the past that 
you're willing to take that risk in the outside lane and you did it again on Saturday night, made it work. Yeah. I mean, man, I felt like our back was against the wall. Right. I mean, I knew that was my best opportunity to, to get, to get the lead. Right. So, you know, I knew at the beginning I was going to have to pinch junior. I was going to have to get a good run coming off of four coming to the green. And I was able to pinch him enough where he spun his tires. He took off. He took off first like he should as the leader. I took off right after that. But, you know, holding him down against the inside like I did, he couldn't put the power down. And when he tried, he was spinning his tires because his car was bound up. Um, but, you know, everybody everybody does that to everybody over there. You got to do what you got to do to make stuff happen. And that was our best opportunity to win, like you said. And we had to seize it, man. And you did. Congratulations. And and I know you've been digging all season. For the folks listening here on WTOB and on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, uh, maybe they haven't been to the Madhouse regularly. Uh, you had a phenomenal rookie season in the Modifieds. You were the first man since the great Glenn Wood, a NASCAR Hall of Famer, to win three main events as a rookie at Bowman Gray Stadium. And that set the table for this year, John Holloman IV, of a lot of expectation, high expectations from everybody, including me. And I'm sure you had those as well. But as I was talking to you earlier today, I've seen it time and time again. Drivers have that breakout rookie season, and then they hit a little bit of a wall during that sophomore season. And like it or not, that's kind of happened to you this year. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the early season struggles that you've had in your second season of racing modified at Bowman Gray. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think a lot of it has not been self-induced. And, you know, I think that, you know, from the surface, it may seem that way. It may seem like we just don't have speed and this and that. But, you know, until I said what I said on the mic Saturday night, I don't think a lot of people understood what's really been going on with our team this year. Um, you know, the very first night we came over there, we were fighting mechanical issues. We blew an engine the night before the 200, basically. So, you know, we were looking at the backup car and then, the next week, we finally get the primary car ready to go again, and something else. I don't even remember. I think we broke the steering rack. Yeah, you um, had a problem. Yeah, exactly. So like, every single week, we've had problems. We've actually ran the backup car more than we've ran the primary car this year. So, you know, obviously, each week, we're working really hard to get the primary car ready. We're not really tuning on the backup car to get it tuned in. So, you know... Every time we get the primary car where we want it, something happens. We're back to the backup car, back at square one, man. So it, it, it's been a lot of adversity this year for sure. But I think that's primed us to have a really good last half of the season, which is what we need. Um, because, you know, I, I've been telling my guys before this week happened, I said, look, if we just have a night where things don't go wrong, we'll win a race. Because we just need things to just not go wrong. We've done so good at overcoming all of the adversity where we're prepped for, for something good to happen. John, one thing that you did really well as a modified rookie is you qualified really good. Once you kind of figured things out, you were up there in the top four or five and qualifying pretty much every week. That has not been the case this year. Uh, you have not really been a threat for the pole at all this year. And everybody that goes to Bowman Gray Stadium regularly and watches the modifieds know you got to be up there near that front row to, to have a shot. Uh, anything that you guys are working on as we go forward. We just completed the halfway mark of the Bowman Gray Stadium season on Saturday night, although everybody thinks it's this week. It's actually last week. Um, crazy. What, what did you? Well, I know it's went by quickly. What are you guys going to do to work on that qualifying effort to, to try to win some of these 25-lap races? Because that that's where the most opportunity lies at the stadium. 
Sure. Well, you know, I think everybody has had, what, seven or eight weeks to really figure out what their car needs to qualify with with this new asphalt. Um, whereas we really haven't because, like I said, we've been car hopping, right? Right. Um, so, you know, trying to figure out what this car needs now. I mean, now I think we're just going to roll with the backup car. I mean, we finally got it dialed in pretty good. Um, and it needs something totally different than my primary car needs as far as qualifying. My, my primary car always needed to be freed up so much to go out and qualify because new tires are so sticky and you have so much grip. That's always the issue, trying to get it free enough. And that's for anybody. Um, you know, but this, this backup car we're running, we're, we've learned that it doesn't need that much. It likes new tires a lot better. We need to free it up just a little bit for qualifying, not take a huge swing at it like we were used to in the primary car. So, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, we'll really be able to see what we have as far as qualifying goes this week because we've got a little bit of experience under our belt with this car now. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, I'm excited that we've a we've been able to try a few things and we're getting close. Folks, you're listening to The Pit Stop. I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of Bowman Gray Stadium Racing. Uh, my friend Brett Wiseman is out this week. He'll be back with us next week. And I have my friend John Holloman the fourth, one of the stars of the Brad's Golf Cars Modified Division over to Stork Bowman Gray Stadium, talking with me today. And John is fresh off a of victory in one of two 50-lap modified races last Saturday night at Bowman Gray Stadium. Now, John, you and I have one thing in common. And the other fellow that won on Saturday night has it in common, too. We're all Southside boys. Uh, we all grew up within walking distance, within earshot of Bowman Gray Stadium. And you know me well. I don't pull for anybody. I don't root for anybody. I try to be very impartial and fair and professional with all of our teams because I know they all work so hard, and that's what they and their sponsors deserve. But there's always a little special place in my heart for all the Southside boys because I'm one of them. Uh, right. Talk about that a little bit. Your uncle, Steve Holloman, raced for many, many years at Bowman Gray Stadium, had a lot of success, won several races. Your dad, John Holloman III, raced there briefly. Uh, it's almost inevitable that you were going to be a Bowman Gray Stadium racer, wasn't it? I guess you could say that, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you just look at the, the history in my family, like you said, my great uncle Steve was racing before I was born. My dad raced when I was young. So, I've always been around it. You know, I remember, I'm sure you do remember this as well, Randy, but I remember as a kid, um, you know, five, six, seven years old, summer nights when we wouldn't go to the races, I could sit on the front porch and hear the modifieds roar. And you would know Absolutely. when the modifieds were racing because it was Absolutely. just a sound. I used to sit um, on my grandmother's back porch and uh, I would cry because I didn't get to go to the Bowman Gray races. I came from a single parent home. We didn't have a lot of money and man, I really wanted to be there. And I got older, I could make my own money. I never missed a race, but I remember yeah. how it was to be sitting on the porch listening, and that's not where either one of us wanted to be. Right, right. And then you're just sitting by the TV because, like, then there wasn't all this social media and stuff. And I'm not even, you know, that old. I'm only 25 years old. But even when I was a kid, we didn't have all this social right. media. Right. Um, you know, we'd be sitting by WXI 12 or our good friends at Fox 8. Who won? You know, what happened? I wonder what I was hearing. Wonder who I was hearing when. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a really cool aspect of growing up in the south side of Winston. You've uh, you've got a wealth of experience on your team. Your dad been a part of Bowman Gray Racing a long time. Your uncle Steve, I'm sure, is in your ear occasionally. Um, one of the all-time greats at Bowman Gray Stadium, the six-time champion and the man that was on top of the wins list for many years, uh, and another friend of mine, another Southside guy, lived in that area for a long time, 74 main event victory, six-time champion, Junior Miller, has been kind of uh, – 
has kind of taken you under his wing a little bit. Uh, tell me about what you've learned from Junior Miller. And Junior, of course, one of the most beloved and one of the most hated figures ever in modified racing at Bowman Gray. So what, what have you learned uh, from Junior Miller that you've applied to have some success? You know, I think, I think with Junior, man, he, he brings a no nonsense attitude to racing. Um, you know, in his later years, he, he didn't race as much. He didn't run full schedules and stuff. He was kind of focused on, you know, going out fishing and stuff. And as he is now too. Um, but when he does come to the track, he's always, you know, got some knowledge to share. And, and there's been many times I've picked his brain in situations, um, as far as racing goes, man, what, what should I do if, you know, this happens on our start, how should I pinch this guy and stuff like that. And he's really helped me out in that. And I think, you know, his success is something that anybody would want to pattern their own career after. Um, I think though, as far as straight up racing advice and really helping show me the ropes, um, the guy who's been there week in and week out and so vital to the development of my modified racing career is Brian Lofton. Brian Lofton. Yeah. Absolutely. Another, another great wheelman's won a lot of races at Bowman Gray. Well, John, we're uh, we're running out of time. I, I appreciate you joining us on the pit stop here on WTOV. And thank you uh, for joining us, man. And I wish you and your team the very best of luck as we go forward and complete the 2022 season at historic Bowman Gray Stadium Racing. And it was good to see Superman's cape on Saturday night once again in the Carolina Woodforce Winter Circle. And folks, I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of Bowman Gray Stadium Racing. And we'll be back in just a few moments with more of a recap of last Saturday night's action at Bowman Gray Stadium. Hello everyone, I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of Bowman Gray Stadium Racing, and you're listening to The Pit Stop on WTOB. My co-host Brett Wiseman is out this week, and we'll see him back next week. Now we're going to talk about all the other action from last Saturday night at historic Bowman Gray Stadium. We had a surprise in qualifying for the Brad's Golf Cars Modifieds. Lee Jeffries pulled a rabbit out of the hat, ran a lap of 13.149 seconds on the flat quarter-mile asphalt at Bowman Gray, and that was just three thousandths of a second off the fastest lap of the year, turned in by Jonathan Brown on April 30th. That was the good news. The bad news for Lee Jeffries is the fastest six qualifiers in the first 50-lap modified race had to redraw. They could have drawn first. They could have drawn sixth. And Lee Jeffries wound up drawing third, and he finished ninth in that first 50-lap race. The lucky man that drew the pole was the same fellow that won the first one, and that was John and Brown of Winston-Salem, who qualified fifth. He drew the pole, and I believe he led all 50 laps and got the 23rd victory of his Bowman Gray Stadium career. And he is the first here in 2022 to get the three wins in what has been a very competitive Brad's Golf Car Series modified division. Well, Tim Brown was up on the wheel. The reigning and 11-time Bowman Gray Stadium champion finished second in race number one. Chris Fleming, the showstopper, entered the night's activities as the leader of the point standings, had a solid finish coming home third. Burt Myers needed Needed, desperately wanting to win, came up a little short, but a good run, though, finished fourth, and his brother, Jason Myers, fresh off a win the previous week, finished fifth in race number one for the Brad's Golf Cars Modifieds. As we just heard from our guest, John Holloman the fourth, he was the winner of race number two, with Brandon Ward finishing second. 
Rookie Junior Snow doing a great job hanging in there, finishing third. Tim Brown, there's that name again. The 11-time champion gained some ground in the Brad's Golf Car Series standings by finishing fourth in race number two. And Jason Myers launched, notched another top five. Now, that was uh, Holloman's first victory of the season and his fourth in modified competition at the Madhouse. Now, some of the news in race number two that's going to jumble things in the modified points was the fact that the showstopper Chris Fleming and Jonathan Brown were both involved in an early wreck. Both men were not able to continue in the cars they started. They both had four finishes in race number two, and they were able to hop in uh, their second cars, but they were not given the points for those second cars. They only got the points for the cars that they started race number two. So that's going to uh, put a chink in the armor for, uh, for both Jonathan Brown and Chris Fleming toward their championship aspiration, but a great night for Jason Myers and Tim Brown, and they will certainly be among the two men there battling for the lead in the Brad's Golf Car Series standings for the Modifieds. Well, taking a look at the Sportsman Division from last Saturday night at Bowman Gray Stadium, in race number one, Zach Orr, Winston-Salem, passed the veteran Michael Adams of Yacktonville and won the first of two 20-lap sportsman races. And folks, listen to this name. I'm telling you, the Tiger Tommy Neal, he didn't win Saturday night, but he's winning the championship war. He finished second in race number one. Michael Adams came home third. Former champion Zach Clifton was fourth. Justin Taylor was fifth. And folks, we had history at the Bat House in race number two. Amber Lynn, the young lady from Walkertown, started eight after Zach Orr uh, had the Madhouse scramble drawing to invert the field for race number two. And Amber was able to avoid a couple of early wrecks, and she worked her way to the front for her division-leading third victory. You heard that right. Amber Lynn wins for the third time this season in sportsman competition, and it was the eighth of her Bowman Gray Stadium sportsman career. That is significant because Amber Lynn now has eight Bowman Gray sportsman victories, and before she moved up, she had three street stock victories. Now, my Parkland High School math tells me eight plus three is 11, and she is now tied with one of the all-time greats in street stock competition, uh, Miss Susan Kimmel, as being the winningest lady drivers in the long history of Bowman Gray Stadium racing. So congratulations to Amber Lynn, now in a tie with 11 victories apiece uh, with the great Susan Kimmel of street stock fame. So one of the storylines to watch is if and when Amber Lynn gets another victory in sportsman competition, she will surpass Susan Kimmel as the winningest lady driver in the long history of Bowman Gray Stadium racing. Now, if you're at home listening on WTOB and you're probably wondering, well, has Bowman Gray ever had a lady champion? Yes, they have. Back in 1982, Bowman Gray ran the old Chrysler's, Cadillac's, Lincoln's, great big luxury cars made into race cars. They called it the Blunderbuss Division. And a young lady named Glenda Merritt won the Blunderbuss Championship in 1982. Now, she went by the initials GR, as in GR Merritt, and it was a, a Bowman Gray Stadium audience that was astonished when she took off her helmet one night and that big, long mane of hair come tumbling out of that helmet and everybody figured out GR Merritt was a girl. <laughs> and uh, she was quite a lady driver, winning the only championship by a female driver 
uh, in the long history of Bowman Gray Stadium. So far, Amber Lynn's certainly going to have a shot this year. And a shout out to GR Merritt, the 1982 uh, Blunderbuss champion at Bowman Gray Stadium. Real quickly, want to congratulate Bryant Robertson. Uh, no, not for the 40-yard dash this week, but Bryant Robertson dashed to his first ever street stock victory at Bowman Gray Stadium. He's a former sportsman winner, notches victory number one in street stock. And Bryant told me that his modified car is almost ready, and he's going to be trotting that out soon. The uh, division champion, uh, Billy Gregg, finished second. His son, Nate Gregg, who was the point leader entering Saturday night's races, was third. The K-Train, Kevin Gilbert, fourth. And Brad Lewis, a recent winner, finished fifth. Now, in stadium stock competition for the four-cylinder machines, since there was only 19 cars on the premises, there was only one race on Saturday night. And guess who won it? Yep, he's been red hot. A.J. Sanders was the lucky man that drew the pole. He led all the way to his fifth victory of the season, more than anybody else here in 2022, and the 54th victory of his Bowman Gray Stadium career. Uh, the reigning champion, Brandon Brindle, finished second. Four-time champion, Chuck Wall, was third. Blaine Curry, fourth. And Brandon Crotch, a strong run in fifth. All right, well, we've got a, a really neat program looking forward to this Saturday night at Bowman Gray Stadium. And if you're starting to try to get in the mood for July 4th, the Special Forces Association parachute team is going to be jumping out of an airplane at night, and they're going to have pyrotechnics, uh, basically glorified sparklers in red, white, and blue, strapped to their boots, and they're going to jump out of that airplane, and they're going to do a parachute landing, shining with red, white, and blue, right in the center of the football field at Bowman Gray Stadium. If you haven't seen it before, it really gets you in the mood for July 4th and sets the table for celebrating our country's independence. That's an added attraction the Saturday night's racing at Bowman Gray Stadium, which will include a 100-lap sportsman race. Now, Amber Lynn won the 100-lap uh, sportsman race earlier this season, so we'll be keeping our eye on Miss Amber Lynn to see can she make it to 100-lap victories and pass Susan Kimmel as the all-time winningest female driver at the Madhouse. The Brad's Golf Course Modifieds will be in action this Saturday night at Bowman Gray for a pair of 25-lap races and street stock and stadium stock races on the program, and we'll have a skid plate race too. Those are uh, little four-cylinder cars you typically see in the chain race, but they take the rear tires off and they weld on a pair of skid plates on the back of the car. It's almost like driving on ice. It's pretty cool to see. Well, that kind of wraps up everything from last Saturday night at Bowman Gray Stadium. I'm Randy Pettit, the voice that you hear on the PA at Bowman Gray. And again, I want to Thank my friends Tim McGuire and Robert Collins for filling in for me while I was out a couple of weeks. And a shout out to my friend Randy Pulliam for doing a great job in my absence at Bowman Gray for two Saturday nights. Brett Wiseman, we will see you right here next week. And folks, thank you for listening to The Pit Stop on WTOB.